MCs, dope MCs only. Welcome to the basement. Episode one. I don't even know what what I want to talk about. But I'm alone in the basement. And as you'll come to find, I'm no stranger to being alone in the basement. I've been alone in the basement plenty of times. It's where I grew up, man. Dealt with a lot of emotions. Been through a lot of things, a lot of situations. You know, internalized, came out on top. And it all started in the basement. I was, uh, my parents were in high school when I was born. So, naturally, you know, my grandparents, my mom's parents had a had a large hand uh, in raising me. And, uh, let me get comfortable here. Let me get comfortable here. So as I grew up, kind of, you know, till uh, as a toddler, you know, I lived in my grandparents' house. My mom eventually, she got her own, her own place. And uh, that was a Section 8 apartment. If, you don't, if you're not familiar with Section 8, that's uh, low-income housing for, you know, I don't, I don't, know the rules specifically but I believe it's real geared towards single moms so my mom we were on section 8 living in in Eden Prairie so this is all Minnesota so we moved out of my grandparents house moved up out the basement and lived in Eden Prairie man that's a western suburb it's like the furthest western suburb of Minneapolis St. Paul and the Twin Cities you get kind of past anywhere past Eden Prairie even Eden Prairie is kind of stretching it like are you really still in the Twin City suburbs yeah motherfucker it's uh Eden Prairie Eden Prairie cool with me man so then we went and moved then she met a fella so I was born I'm trying to I'm trying to build to something but I guess I need to lay a little bit of better foundation my my pops wasn't really around too much after I was like two. You know, he'll say one thing, somebody else will say another. His side of the story is he was he was forced out, he was pushed away. My grandparents wanted my dad to be with with a white boy, not a black man. So he was forced out. Uh, apparently, this all started after I was born, and all came to a head when I was two, and then. Eating prairie was too far. You can't make it eating prairie. Eating prairie ain't too far, man. It's just like a city, city or two over <laughs> on a freeway, on a major freeway, man. That flows, that flows nicely. But anyways, then we was on section eight, and my mom met Jerry, and Jerry turned out to be a sheep fucker. So they got divorced, but. When we were in Section 8 housing, uh, she got caught. Jerry was pretty much living there. And 
we moved out, we moved to Farmington, Farmington, Minnesota. And in that time, they had got married. And shit was far from sweet. And they got divorced because my mom found out she was repulsed by the fact when he was a kid, he had older brothers. And they was all, they grew up on a farm, man. And one of their animals they had was sheep. And I don't know to what extent this, uh, relationships with the sheep went if it was actually love or if it was you know by force but uh, they ended up getting divorced over that you know gloss over the the mistreatment of the boy involved so anyways we move next door my mom marries the dude next door at this point, I ain't really talked to start. This is when I start to not really talk to pops anymore. Right around the time we moved next door, so then that was Russ, and Russ had two kids, Bill and Amy, and Bill was a fucking psychopath, and uh, Amy, Amy wasn't too stable herself, and I don't know how either of them are doing. Right now, but Russ, I know he ended up getting paralyzed from like the chest down on some uh, heavy air quotes, routine back surgery. So we end up moving from Farmington to Blaine, Blaine, Minnesota. So we went from far south to far north, starting from Bloomington, right out of Minneapolis. Now, far west to Eden Prairie, down south to Farmington. And then we ended up up north in Blaine with Russ. And that uh, that relationship came to a, to a halt. You know, I don't know. I never really, I was a little kid, man. Something, I think it was abuse. I was never abused. Uh, Bill was a fucking asshole. Fuck you kindly, motherfucker. But, uh, but I think they had some physical issues between the two of them. So they decided to, to end that. And then we went and got a little apartment still in Blaine, Minnesota. Ended up, uh, there for a few years into fourth grade. And my mom met. Randy got pregnant, moved to Illinois for most of fourth grade, had my little brother, moved to Eau Claire, Wisconsin, job transfer for Randy. Fifth grade, I'm in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. That's kind of where I'm at for, for the long haul. Mind you, I ain't talked to Pop since around the time Russ was around. You know, I'm, you know, five, six years old, maybe seven. And uh, I'll break all that down as, 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 we, as we get deeper into the basement, no doubt. So we're in Eau Claire in 1995 and end up staying there for a long haul. So I pretty much grew up in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, 
Then a little time goes by. And I get back in contact with my dad's side of the family. And, uh, man, start up a, a relationship with my pop right around the time I'm about to be 14. Then come my uh, junior year of high school, things aren't going so well in Eau Claire. I moved in with my pop. And uh, halfway through my junior year of high school. So that's, that's, that's pretty uncommon for somebody to just flip it. But. As uh, as you will come to find, I'm no stranger to just up and flipping the script, making a decision, and uh, just kind of going with it. No stranger to change. Stay consistent in spite of change, most definitely. So then I uh, joined the United States Air Force after high school, out of out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. And served, served well, served proudly. And I'm, I'll dig into a whole lot of that. Had a nice, nice career. Met, met some of the best people, some of the best people this, uh, this nation, this world has, has to offer. And I'm very, very grateful, very proud of my service and things that I've done. But, but mostly, above all, the relationships that, uh, that were made along the way. You know, just random shout outs to so many veterans along the way that I, that I have. That, that right now I'm just Sergeant Dilly. Random random vet shout out. Sergeant Dilly. No doubt. Anyways. Man, ended up having kind of just a falling out with my pops along the way. Getting married having a son, getting out of the Air Force after 14 years. Like, damn, just having, having a change of heart. And that's kind of the stuff we're going to go into in the basement. I'm going to just break down kind of just thoughts and decisions and life experiences and things that have happened. And while things were never, never uh, awful or horrendous and, and, and many people had, had it a whole lot worse, but there's still a whole lot of things to, to go back on life and reflect on and, and realize, you know, the things that may have affected you moving forward throughout current relationships or relationships that have passed and why they fizzled and taking ownership of, of your part in that. That's the kind of stuff that we're going to be breaking down. Just doing it through sharing, sharing stories, man. I want to reach out to as many people as possible and, and help share their story, you know, to, to hopefully be able to all those, all those sons, all those, all those fathers, all those brothers and sisters, all those husbands, all those wives, all those single moms, single parents out there, you know, out there just just doing it, trying to trying to just get through every day, and sometimes not understanding, you know, why you feel the way you feel, 
and owning the things of the past and just reflecting on things, you know, and moving forward from that. And right now, I just want to want to take a little break. That's what this is for. And everybody just take a deep breath. Close your eyes if you can, if you're not driving. If you are driving, you better not be texting. But we just take this minute to relax. Slow everything down. And just be grateful for life. And those in your life and those who love you and those you are able to love. You know, those who are unable to be with us one way or another. You know, we're thinking about you. So that's what that little that's what that little relaxing break was, man. And I just wanna I wanna try to pepper that in. Pepper that in. So like I said, man, I don't uh I don't really talk to I don't really talk to my pop, man. We've talked one time in the last five years. And uh it wasn't a healthy outcome of the conversation and that's real unfortunate you know but today I talked to my ma and that was nice because some people have great relationships with with their parents or parent or person who raised them I've had to find, you know, deep relationships and mentors and reach out and seek guidance to gain wisdom because there was a there was a gap. A gap in my household of learning. But today I'm gonna go back to that. I'm gonna go back to all a whole lot of things that I've already touched on and we're gonna we're going to be in the crawl space in the basement before you know it. We're going deep. But we got to give it some time. You know, we're just warming up. You just can't, you just can't, you know, all of a sudden be at home. You, know, you got to take it easy. Take it easy, baby. We're going we gonna to get there. Stop bumping the mic. But my mom called me today, and the last time my mom called me, my grandfather had died. Rest in peace, granddad. I love you. And every time she's called me since, not the, you know, one of the last, she's called me actually once since then, and today was the second time she called me. So the first time she called me after that, it was just some stuff going down during the, the estate situation, just probate and closing all that. So she had, uh, uh, what, what, my mom deemed an emergency at the time. And quite frankly, I don't even remember what it was, but I remember having the phone call because today was the second time she called me. And when she called me to tell me my grandpa died, it was wild. Like we have, she just was like, look, I don't talk on the phone, dude. It's basically what it came down to. She's like, we like we text and we text, we, we text all the time, 
not and and less, you know, as time goes on, as as my family grows, and we're you know half a country apart, and we both got our own things going on, and mentally and personally, so. But we text. We you know we're we're, we're pretty much we're pretty up to date on what's what's cracking in each other's lives. You know, no major updates. All right. Kind of one of those no news is good news things. So when my mom called me to tell me my grandfather died, we hadn't talked on the phone in five years at that point. Just on the phone. I mean, we've seen each other plenty of times, texts all the time. Like it's not, we just haven't actually talked on the phone. So for her to call me today, I was like, oh no, I'm thinking my stepdad died. I'm like, fuck, George died. It's kind of like, damn, I ain't talked to my mom on the phone. In like three years. And that's an old man. So. But she just wanted to talk. And it was. It was pleasant. It's a real pleasant conversation. My ma. Hold on a minute. Excuse me. My ma just called to talk to me. And you know. I try to do that as much as possible. I'm on the phone a lot for business. And sometimes, you know, I flip conversations, but the end goal is still to make a sale. Uh, but there are are times, like I scroll through my phone just to call and check in on people, just veterans that I've served with along the way, people people still serving, some people that I just like to check in, check in on for real, like, yo, how are you doing? How is your family doing? What is new with you? Like, I have those conversations for real. And uh, for me to get one, to be on the receiving end, to warm my heart, and especially for it to be for my mom, because I have odds every year if she's going to remember to hit me up on my birthday. This year, I think it was 70-30. I was like, I give my mom a 30% chance that she'll call me this year on my birthday and she came through man she came through like it was like 9 or 10 p.m uh arizona time so let's see they were an hour an hour ahead so shit she was on crunch time for real but she got it out this year she got it done and part of the things we were talking about today i mean she caught me up on some things going down with my sisters i got five little sisters three of them from my mom my dad has two two other girls, you know, so I got five sisters and I got two brothers. I'm the only one in common from my parents. And then my ma, yeah, she got three boys, three girls. Then my dad got two more girls, so I'm the oldest of however many the fuck that is. And five of them are sisters, five girls. Yeah, so I got a soft spot in my heart for... You know, I was raised by a single mother. And I got five sisters. I got a special spot in my heart for, for just women, but, you know, single parents, sisters, young ladies, you know, women in bad situations. You know, but I also got, you know, those issues stemming from way back from as a child with my pop. So I got, you know, a soft spot in my heart for for real fathers. Men who who stand up, step up, and do what they're supposed to do. I guess it's not even standing up or stepping up. It's just doing what the fuck you're supposed to do. 
but growing at it, continually trying to to get better and make yourself better and, and make your life and those lives that are in your immediate reach affected positively by your your actions, the things you do, the smile on your face, the stories you bring, the energy you bring. Because it's real easy. It's real easy to bring bring a room down with negativity and pointing fingers and never taking responsibility. Someone else is to blame. When I've always found it just much more easy to just to own it. And not only own mistakes and, and you know, obviously cor- try to correct them, you know, don't make as much as possible. Don't don't repeat the things you've done in the past that have got you into to issues, situations, troubles, just uncomfortable situations, you know. So I don't even know where I was where I was really going with that. Oh, I was talking about my mom calling me. You know, she just caught me up on my sisters, man. That's right. That's where I that's where I started with that. Uh, she caught me up on my sisters and she mentioned in the future maybe moving moving from Wisconsin down to Arizona. So so that's cool that that doorway is open. That'd be cool to have have my around. We'll see. That's a long way off. She was saying when my youngest brother graduates high school and let's see, he's uh he's a few years from now. He's a, he's like a freshman. A freshman uh or going to be a freshman. Yeah, I think he's going to be a freshman. So he just finished like 8th grade. So we'll see what happens in the next few years, man. I'm looking forward to a lot of excitement, a lot of growing, a lot of uh, a lot of just meeting people. You know, just stay tuned. That's, I guess that's all I got to say. I already have, I have some future episodes, you know, already ready to go with some very, very, you know, important people. People with great stories to share about overcoming adversity, about internalizing situations that have happened to you. And I'm going to get down and break down my story, you know, even further. A lot of things have happened along along the way between being born to to high school parents. You know, obviously that wasn't a planned situation. So, I mean, paint the picture any which way you want. You know, verbalize it whichever way you want, whichever words you want to put together for it. But uh, I was a mistake for all intents and purposes, and that's all good with me. You know, it's just words. Those are the words I use to to describe it. I mean, that's the raw root of it. Like, I was not planned. My wife and I sat down and planned to have a child. So stay tuned. We're going to get into all of that. But I'm going to leave y'all with this track right here. This one's about... This one's about my groomsmen. Fuck with dope MCs, dope MCs only. It's called Super Funky Dope Shit. And quite frankly, the hook don't really match the, uh, the track, but get down. Damn, this is Super Funky Dope Shit. 
The type of shit that's making niggas notice I'm that motherfucker that you won't smoke with Put your glasses up, you about to make some toasts in First things first, glad that my ass is alive Everyone who knows me knows I'm known for straight busting these dimes What up, sticker? You know I miss you, my nigga I got some marijuana, just wait that one hit a quitter, my nigga Lucas, I know you want some mystic spooky slow shit But holler at your homeboy, these kids is getting grown quick Quinn, what up fam, keep your head out of that gutter Truth be told, when it comes down to it, I'll kill for you, my brother Cody, yo, what's happening? He really know about day one Now you's a daddy and I's a daddy, you get it for daughters and sons What up, Moose, up, what's good? We done came a long fucking way To be the man I am, I gotta hug you, man No, I always got a place to stay short, but it's time to get up out of here, so, but what I'm looking for, local artists, you know, anybody into, into the music, local music scene, tattoo artists, anybody who plays an instrument, anybody, you know, been through, been through life, life's got them down. I'm looking for you, you know, and I'm here for you. Reach out. Tell me your story. You know, we can help people. That's really what it's all about, man. As many people as you can help, as many people within arm's reach, you can be affected by anything positive you can bring. You know, that's, that's, that's maybe one of the most beautiful things is helping people. Helping people. Team Human. 